Hello and welcome back to another episode of K-Han. I hope you're all well, you've had a good weekday, weekend, whenever you're listening to this and hopefully everything's going swimmingly for you. So before I carry on chatting crap again, fair warning, today's topic uh, may be a trigger to some people. So if you're listening to this and what I'm about to say may be a trigger, then by all means, please turn off. That is absolutely fine. I don't want to make anything worse for anyone. So today, me and my guests are going to be talking about mental health, but we're not just going to be talking about mental health because in my opinion that's quite broadly spoken the mental side like the depression the anxiety we talk about that a lot more now we're going to be talking about mental health as a whole uh, we're going to be covering all aspects of it and how my guest feels about it as well without keep calling her my guest I would like to now introduce my wonderful guest today you have already met her before it was in a much more light-hearted manner and we found out that she likes bounties and yes maybe I shouldn't have got her back but here she is and she has been in my life now for 20 how old are you 21 years and without further ado i'd like to introduce miss millie morrison hello jazzy hello you get a little jazzy intro oh like i should be walking down the red carpet or something like that (laughs) oh wouldn't that be wonderful you actually walk down the red carpet and people come and swarm you and like we wouldn't have to worry about masks and covid i I mean like that would happen in a day-to-day like we'd walk down the red carpet but (laughs) the reality would be we would walk down the red carpet fall flat on our face and then just leave and go get some food most likely yeah yeah well that's us in a nutshell if anyone wondered (laughs) we're not classy and we eat a lot right so Mills today is a topic that like I say I think it's quite broadly spoken about now but maybe not in the most open way like it's a a common topic so I just want to start off to say have you experienced it and what has your experience been with mental health Mm -hmm. I think it's such a funny question when people say oh have you experienced it because I mean everyone does it's your mental health whether you're whether it's happy whether it's sad whether it's hormonal angry whatever like everyone has a mental health so I think I think that is a big thing that people don't really realize is that some people think oh no I don't struggle with it just because like you said in the intro, it's not just depression and anxiety. So everyone, I think, should be a bit more open-minded about your mental health. I think mental health, personally, is shrouded by a lot of... If you say, oh, I'm doing this for my mental health, people go, oh, you've got depression or anxiety. But it's mm. mental health is like your physical health. You're not going to go, oh, I'm doing this for my physical health. And people are like, oh, what's wrong with you? You've got an injury. Exactly, yeah. And it's just keeping yourself sane, whether that's in you don't need to do much in your day-to-day life or whether that's you kind of have to think about it all the time. And it's kind of nowadays, I think mental health is such like a negative term. Yeah, it is. I do think a lot of people suffer with it, but right, this may <laughs> oh, this may shake a lot of people. But I go around my life and, you know, we all have bad days and we have great days. And mm-hmm. I've said it in like four of my podcasts now, I think, but life's a roller coaster, <laughs> you just got to ride it kind of thing. And I do have this thought and I may be completely wrong that there's a minority of people who say that they have a they label themselves with a, with a mental health issue to kind of excuse a lot of things it's kind of so for example someone was to lash out at you randomly and they go oh I'm really sorry that's just my EU, my emotionally unstable personality disorder EUPD and yeah 99% of people I think that's probably correct but I do think some people use it as kind of like a a cloak something to yeah. hide behind would you agree with that or do you think I'm being rude like get no. go at me <laughs> I no I do agree with you 
I think that especially I don't want to be that person that jumps on the social media thing but especially with social media it's so easy to hear these terms and not really learn about them and just label yourself as that because I guess it's a comfort thing to label yourself as something and it's easy to kind of blame on yeah and like you said for if you are lashing out with someone rather than be the adult and kind of say I'm sorry I was just having a bad day it's easy to kind of blame on something else yeah exactly this is where I think you get the the sadness in that people don't understand a big thing about like OCD people saying yeah. oh my like this isn't lined up perfectly my it's setting my OCD off and it's well no that, that's and it's bad as well harmful to say OCD is actually a really severe mm-hmm. a psychological disorder and a lot of people I mean we all say these terms yeah I think it is slowly getting better with the positive side of social media with it is that people are kind of sharing more educative things now and saying let's not just go around saying I've got OCD because this is what OCD is and in your day-to-day life you might not struggle with it or you might. On the flip side of things though do you think a lot of people would be like well I saw this thing on social media that said if you have to line things up you have OCD so I've self-diagnosed myself I have OCD. Definitely and I think like I said before saying this from a personal point of view is that I think it's a safety blanket kind of thing or a comfort blanket because like I've done that before where if when I was really struggling with my mental health and I thought something must be wrong with me like I didn't want to believe that it could just be me and so I thought something must be wrong with me let's google this and let's just name this whatever it was and that's so toxic because then you start to believe yourself and then you start to tell everyone you fall down this spiral of actually that's that's not fair on the people that do have it yeah and I also think Google is one of those things when we all think we've got like a cold it's like you've got the horrendous thing and it's not it's just a cold Mm -hmm. so like yeah it's the exact same with like physical problems yeah you know if some people have an earache that they're like oh my god I'm a brain tumor or something so I think it works the same way and people don't kind of really take it the same way yeah um one thing I I did want to go over is a lot of people especially our generation again just my opinion I feel like I will have to keep saying this because this is not proven unless I say it's a statistic it's not proven our generation I think we often jump straight on having a bad day maybe a bad week and like you say oh something must be wrong with me clearly I've clearly I've got an issue yeah it's like no 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 that's life you're not going to be all jolly and roses every single day Mm -hmm. what's your opinion or agree disagree not sure that our generation specifically kind of you know 20s below we all just kind of take see mental health as like a we label it to kind of as a get out of jail free card and be like that's it that's it move on I agree yeah but I think to to a certain extent it's so hard because I think it's it's almost like 50 50 or not exactly but some people will use it as an excuse and which is so not fair with other people that are struggling and yeah. when I was really struggling with my mental health a few years ago and I, my emotions are so up and down like every hour it felt like yeah and I just thought that's it I've I've got some problem in my brain some chemical problem and this is me forever and I'm gonna have to wear this label on my forehead (laughs) and it was actually like I'm not sitting here being like it's hormones you're a teenager but it kind of was and I kind of just wasn't dealing with things in my in my head that if you actually think about it and talk about it and work through it yeah and then you understand that everyone else has these up and down days and you can do something about it yeah that's the thing talking does absolute wonders whether that's to your friends family or even a doctor you know 
especially when you're younger I would I didn't I would kind of say now is my worst time as in I'll be I feel like I'm my normal self less and less and less as in it used to be like oh 70% me and then 30% not and it seems to be going down Mm -hmm. but when I do it takes me a couple of days I won't lie but then I will talk to someone yeah I think that's so normal though and it's yeah it's so easy to sit here and say oh talking's good yeah but as we walk away from this we know that it's harder than you think and Mm. yeah I'm the same that you hold things in until someone forces out of you or until you think okay now I need to speak about it yeah it really does help and I think there's different forms of of letting it out and like some people write it down some people can draw it yeah Um, well a very interesting fact that I have found out now this is this is a fact this isn't my opinion (laughs) it's a fact so 12 percent of cases of depression can be prevented with an hour of exercise a week. One That's hour. Yep, an hour. And that is not intense exercise. That is simply a walk. Mm-hmm. And then if you do three workouts a week, that reduces the chances of getting depression by 30%. Wow. I'm surprised about that at all. It's like, I don't think we help ourselves sometimes. We're all yeah. more than happy to scroll through on our phones, sit and eat chocolate, which, don't get me wrong, I do a lot. <laughs> but You can walk and eat chocolate, though. Exactly. <laughs> And I'm an, people who know me, I'm a bit of an exercise freak in the last <laughs> couple of years. Like I'm always I can vouch for that. And I do badger on to people like, just go out for a walk, you know, do some yoga, do some, do a hit class. Like I'm a freaking broken record sometimes, but my God, does it help? You don't yeah. even know it. You have to drag yourself up and you're like, I really don't want to do this. But it's fact, it's actual fact that a third, if you do three exercises a week, that's a third of the population that could avoid it. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I I, could, I definitely agree when I've been feeling really low or there's a lot on my mind or, you, you know, you're a bit clouded in your thoughts. I just take my dog out for a walk and it feels a lot better. Even if you're thinking about the same thing, there's something about it. Yeah. It's your endorphins, isn't it? You're the hormone. I don't know. I don't know. I can't quit on that. <laughs> Science. So another thing that I'd like to ask you is mm-hmm. GPs and therapy. There's mm-hmm. a stigma behind it. Do you agree? There is. I agree with that. But I disagree that there should be one. Oh. Um, oh, that, that, oh God, that's that. Oh, sound like I was like, <laughs> there should be a stigma. No, no, there shouldn't yeah. be a stigma. But I'm, I like the way you said that. Do continue. Yeah, there's definitely a stigma around it. And I don't know where that's come from. I really don't know. Because the chances are, if you say to your friends, like most friends or family or whatever, oh, I'm, I'm going to the doctor to talk about my mental health. I don't know many people that would kind of judge you on that what kind of say why are you doing that for but it is strange to help you is if i turned around to you right now and said i'm going to go to the doctor you've got my god what's wrong and if i said oh i've Mm. got a bad ankle you'd be like oh okay i hope it gets sorted if i said oh you know i think that i may have body dysmorphia it's you're then more inclined to go oh okay yeah i I didn't know you had that so well you wouldn't know if i had a bad ankle unless i told you yeah exactly it's because it's such like a physical versus nothing we can see kind of thing yeah but I yeah I don't really get the stigma around therapy either because everyone I know that has had it for various things whether that's like marriage family like money problems literally anything they said it's it's kind of eye-opening and it's helped them a lot of actors go to therapy it's a way they find out more about themselves yeah I agree with that I think it's such a good way to just learn about yourself and learn about how to help yourself whether that's like mental or physical or with your friends with your family with your career so many things I think I think everyone should give it a go 
but I, I admit, like, if someone said, if I said to someone I'd be going to therapy, wrongly, there'd be, like, a pit of shame in my stomach. Yeah. And I don't, I, I agree. don't know why, but there would be. And I, I just thought there'd be so much judging. And it, it wouldn't, even if that was for, I'm going to therapy for my career, I'm going to therapy for, I don't know, anything, like you said, like a marriage or relationship, I don't know. Uh, it would just be that whole, it's like you can't cope with it yourself. Yeah, yeah, and that's such, like, a just as a human I think like a pride kind of thing yeah it's massively Mm. and I'm very proud I I think we're slowly breaking through that surface yeah but I I think I don't I'm not sitting here having a go at the NHS or GPs or anything but I think a lot of the thing with the GPs is that people don't find the help that they want with them and I think that's where the issue lies is that help that they want the GPs and want them to either say you have this problem because it solves it quicker yeah or take these medications or it's kind of like they're telling they're doing the work for them yeah instead of them figuring out themselves yeah have a look at your diet have a look at your exercise have you tried this and that well that's where a lot of people don't help themselves and I completely stand by that mental health and physical health are very much married up Mm -hmm. between each other you know exercise more you'll feel happier eat eat better you'll also feel a bit better in yourself and okay this is another fact I'm rolling them (laughs) off today bit sciencey so the National Bureau of Economic Research reports people with mental health diagnosis are responsible for consumption of substances. So 69% of it is alcohol, 84% of it is cocaine, and 68% of it is cigarettes. That's a high amount of cocaine percentage. I did not, yeah. would not so expect that. That's saying that if those people regularly take it, they will suffer. So that is saying that only 16% of cocaine users do, don't suffer from yeah mental health disorder i think falls into the other category of like we just don't get really educated about drugs uh i see that i disagree with that i mean we all know it's bad and i think a lot of people like to take a take a wish like to be like oh it won't happen to me and and just take it yeah i just think why would you want to do that to yourself if if it can permanently scar yourself but that's a whole other debate (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that that could be a long topic yeah but that's like you're not looking after yourself there mm-hmm. you're not looking after your mental state in the first place so how can you expect your mental health to be okay yeah exactly and it affects your physical health which I think a lot of people don't realize yeah even if that's just brain activity that is what is going to affect your mental health yeah and a lot of it starts out like um I don't know if this is true I think it might be but I think a lot of it not starts a fact not a fact Fact or fiction? Literally, the second of that, you know. Fact or fiction? I think a lot of it stems from like the start of it is when there's like a hormone in your brain, especially when you're a teenager to your twenties, because of everything's going. It's like your cognitive. I want to say cognitive development. But when you have like weed and drugs and alcohol, it stops it, and that's where yeah. it like jolts it, and it's almost like it misses a section. To yeah. But I think the the main thing for me to do with my mental health is definitely social media. Do you know, this has come up in every single podcast. And that is That's because so it's great and it's awful. Yeah, it's the worst and best thing to happen. Yep. I mean, lives. I can stay in contact with everyone absolutely happy mm-hmm. days but I could also compare myself to everyone and that's when you see everyone doing so well and you think wow yeah. am I awful all, all the way around you think everyone else is going 
something's wrong you're like nothing's wrong with me yeah you know but then again exactly that's saying the mental health's wrong and I cannot reiterate this enough that it is not wrong but if you do have an if you do have something that's bothering you or an issue you need to talk to someone or resolve it because if you just keep pushing it to the side or blaming other people you're just going to go downward spiral it's just going to get worse yeah I can vouch for that (laughs) yeah this is one thing I'd like like my mum's been a very strong lady through her life and I'd like to think that I'd carry that on so I think so I I sometimes think whenever I'm like moaning I get an immediate life lesson as in like do you have your health do you have your happiness do you have a roof over your head yes then you're absolutely fine what you're moaning about and it's kind of that tough love that we do not have anymore yeah yeah so I do do you think lifestyle like your home life plays into it I think it does definitely yeah because especially when you're I think like a teenager or like a, a preteen young teenager because it's hard for both you and like parents or siblings or guardians um to try and balance the okay you're growing up so you need your own privacy and you want your own you want to start building your own life but how do you control that yeah that's when it's I mean this is an individual that's on an individual case isn't it there's a boundary but some people don't have that boundary and some people have too big of a boundary and my boundary yeah. may be different to someone else's boundary <laughs> and then there's finding the guts to se- tell someone if they're overstepping that line or you need them and they think they're being there for you and it's the whole hurting someone's feelings no it's just me don't worry about it it's just me yeah and personally I think there needs to be a mix though between tough love and a bit of softer love for yourself so I agree with the tough love of being kind of stepping back and being like I have a house I have a family I have food yeah um, like these kind of monetary things that you can look at but then I, I think you do need to sometimes sit there and say it's okay that I'm feeling like this we are all human yeah. If, you're, if you're having a day where you're not feeling 100% yourself, for whatever reason that may be, I'd say don't label it. You're just having a, just having one of those days. Yeah, and everyone has one of those days, yeah. and you'll have another one of those days. The more you say to yourself that you're wrong, the more likely that the, your gut instinct's like, no, no, you're right. You're going, I'm wrong. You're just you're arguing with yourself, and you're making it worse for yourself. Yeah, definitely. I think with medication for mental health, like there's a huge stigma around this as well. I don't know if you agree. Well, you found it, but whether it's antidepressants, anti-anxiety or anti-psychotic medication or anything, I think there's such a stigma around saying, yeah, I, I need to take medication every day. Because I think like it doesn't affect anyone else. So why should people care whether you're taking it or not? There's a stigma around it if you don't want to have it. Yeah. The minority of people, a lot of those, the minority who jump on the bandwagon, a lot of those be like, oh, I just have one of those days. I must take my pill. And yeah. There's what pill? And they're like, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <sighs> just my anxiety pill. And that's when I think you are absolutely shitting on people that genuinely are suffering from it. Yeah, I 100% can agree to that. Or there's a way to go about it if you are open about talking about it. Because I get that some people want to erase the stigma of it. But there's, you know, there's just a way that you should say it. And yeah. some people don't have that way. <laughs> there is being, oh, I, then people say, oh, I just have no filter. No, no, I have no filter, but I can still say stuff in a right way mm-hmm. with justification for it. Yeah, and not just for yourself, but for other people around you that you don't know how they're going to react to it I mean there's a wonderful saying that my mum says a lot which is something like chuck your problems up in the air you'd be happy to catch your own that's so true yeah yeah I've never heard that before but I love that it's it's you know I've I've had loads I've heard loads of sayings lately and they're absolutely making my life like there was that one which is everyone chuck the problems in the air you'd be happy to catch your own 
then there's mm-hmm. it all works out in the end if it hasn't worked out it's not the end good analogies good. yeah i love a good analogy so i would like to ask you in five years if mm-hmm. you could have a vision of what you'd like it to be like with the mental health stigma as one and then the defining rule of mental health what would you like it to be it's a good question yeah i think the mental health stigma a big thing for me at the minute is around work and workplaces and like the the colleagues at work because they're not really friends they're like yeah but you sometimes overshare things with them you know so I think there's a huge stigma around mental health for workplaces in terms of protecting your employees in the workplace like stress but also like mental health days off that people might need for various reasons I think that is slowly changing and I, I hope that it would change do you not think, though, that would cause a lot of people to go, pull sickies? Yeah. Do you think a lot um, of people, if that was given a choice, they'd pull, pull one there and be like, oh, it's just... Yeah, and that's the hard balance I think we're, we're struggling with at the minute because we are and slowly getting rid of the stigma, but then there's still the balance of people are just going to abuse that. And being, being able to be open at work, it's like, well, how much do you share? How much should your manager or hr or whatever no there's so there's so many things in place that i'm glad i don't have to be the one to make the decision on it because i wouldn't yeah. know where to start yeah. so in five years you'd like the work yeah massively anything else or do you think it's all kind of okay hopefully social media i don't know if this is only me but i think it's too open especially for young people so when i was in school so probably i was like 13 to about 16 the main thing for me was tumblr um oh god yeah throwing it back there god that made me sound really old oh god <laughs> oh god back in the day moshy monsters is back in the day oh, oh R. R. classic now that social media could have grum on back i would be yes. fine with that not toxic at all <laughs> no you hide behind a monster you're meant to look crap yeah brilliant um love it yeah tumblr was so dark for me because it was so easily accessible i could type in anything in the search bar and pictures stories different accounts from all over the world would come up and like it was awful it's like one of those moments where you're having a really bad day and you just put on some sad music or a sad film Mm -hmm. and you cry a bit and you feel a bit more sorry for yourself it was like that but I felt 10 times worse and I did the same with Instagram I think that you can just search any hashtag or anything and it's so easy to be accessible to young people it is it's getting I think on Instagram especially it's getting more it's harder because they block stuff yeah. but it's not that hard because it says something like comes up saying this video is graphic or something like that and then the very bottom it says show me the photo yeah it's the same with Facebook you can just click to uncover it and I think yeah. that's what I used to do which is awful and I like it's really sad to think about now that I would do that but I just kind of I think I was telling myself I want a reason to be sad rather than just accepting that I'm having a down day and that's good enough but that's the thing as well you don't like you say you don't have to have a reason sometimes yeah but also not all the time but sometimes if it's carrying on and you're just moping around kind of think right that's a bit bit of it that's a bit enough now let's get the walk try and do things to help yourself like we are all victims of jumping in the shower and putting the shower on and just sitting in the corner and being like woe is me oh yeah like an hour just in there and you're just thinking oh like why am I what's wrong with me like we are all victims of that and 
even after this podcast, we will all do that at one point or another. But if that's continuing, try and think, right, enough's enough. Let's try and sort this out myself and then friends and then family and then GP you know whatever you need but wallowing is does nothing for your mental health you've got to like I've said before you've got to marry up your mental and your physical health but also I think what people don't realize is that shortening that wallowing period yeah (laughs) such a weird word to say wallow um wallow shortening that period doesn't mean that you're ignoring those feelings it means you're processing the feelings Mm -hmm. so it's not you're not just saying that, oh, no, I never have those sad days. You're kind of accepting the sad days. You're working through them. And then you're going back to the normal happy days. Yeah. And I think for a lot of this, we've spoken about the, um, you know, sad and happy being the, the two the two ends of your mental health. Yeah. But it's not. OK. No. Um, it's not just your emotions. Uh, it can be anything from your daily life, how you go about that. Not just how you feel, as in like if you're very regimented and things like that and you just don't feel comfortable in it. You've got mm-hmm. to get to a place where you feel comfortable. I think that's the key word here. You're not because happiness comes from happiness will not come anywhere from your job, from your house, from your money. Happiness comes from within. Learn about yourself. Go through those sad times or uncomfortable times, down times and think, right, why? And then try and find a comfortable space. Then when you get to that comfortable space, put yourself in uncomfortable situations to learn more about yourself. It's a it's a learning yeah. process. It's, yeah. Know. And I think that's something that a lot of people, whether it's just because like we, we hold a lot of shame and we don't like to say, oh, I'm struggling or oh, I'm learning for whatever reason that is. But so many people don't like to show that side of their, themselves. Um it's either, oh, my mental health is awful or my mental health is really good. Yeah. Like, why isn't it acceptable to say, not there yet, but I'm learning? Your mental health is neither good nor bad. It's your mental health. Yeah, exactly. That's what's good for you. Like, your physical health, yeah, there is a... If you're eating healthily, if you're exercising, if you're doing all the right things and you feel comfortable, then that's healthy. You can't say you're healthy if you're lying around doing absolute nothing and as they say you are what you eat you know that's not healthy it's the same with yeah. your brain why you wouldn't starve your brain of stuff would you no exactly and I, I'm not sitting here trying to uh, sell my high horse I definitely was one to think it's black and white 100% and if I was not happy then I was absolutely down in the darkest deepest dump and when I wasn't I had to be on the highest peak happy but like I've had to teach myself and I've had to learn through myself that that's not the case and so many other people aren't like that or everyone no one and that's either happy or sad every single day we are all different and also going to what you've said about social media and we've said before you know like it's it's quite damaging if I am looking for something personally if if I am in one of those moods where I just can't get out, I'm looking for something to be like, they're better than me. I will find all those images of people who I think look better than me and be like, they've got their life sorted. They look amazing. Look at me. I'm yeah. doing nothing. It's so easy to do. It doesn't have to be graphic. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I don't know. I know you said you want that to change in five years and I would love that to change too, but how? I don't, yeah, I don't know. No idea. If, if anyone hasn't seen it, I'd recommend watching the social network or social network or thing on Netflix. Even though we all know it's true, it really puts it into perspective what's happening. But I, I, I really don't know how it would change. And I kind of don't, don't know what I want it to change to be. We're in a technologically developing world. Maybe us saying we want that to change is actually just deferring away from the fact that we need ourselves to change. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> because we're putting it on an external source. Well, it's, social, yeah. it's because social media is around. That's my issue. But the social media isn't doing anything. It's, yeah. it's sat there. It's yeah. an inanimate object. 
you're the person who's going on it and searching. Exactly. And there's people out there that don't do that and aren't nosy into other people's lives and don't compare themselves on social media. They just see it as, oh, what's my friend doing today? It's, it's your mental well-being. Or whatever, I don't even want to call it mental health because your mental well-being yeah, is a place that... You, yeah, that's a better terminology. Yeah, that you look after yourself. Correct me if I'm wrong, Mills, but your friends will help you with that. Your family will help you with that. Mm-hmm. You've also got to understand that other people want space as well or yeah. other people can't help you because they're dealing with their own stuff. Definitely. I think... We, we have to take it into our own hands but for a long time especially with me I kind of thought oh well maybe it's because my friends aren't helping me or not giving me the time or maybe it's because my family aren't listening to me and then I went to the doctors and they didn't really give me the, the response I wanted so I thought oh nobody can help me and like the answer is right in front of the mirror yeah it's yourself you have to help yourself because you know what you want you're honest with yourself but with when you say about your mental health um did you actually speak to family and friends or did you assume it I think a big thing I assumed it yeah and you can probably answer that for me as well yeah horrendous as a friend when you think that your friend couldn't come to you yeah there's this utmost of guilt and sadness and you just can't and then you then you start thinking well what's wrong with me why mm. didn't they do that and then it just goes on on and on and on and do you know what would solve all of this if we all just kind of put our hands up and go we're not perfect all right yeah. we all have these moments we all have these things but you know what I've got to fix it you know we, we start mm-hmm. life learning we yeah. don't stop learning when we finish school you will continue to learn and you know what you may have an episode of elation in your 30s and then you may a month later be like I am so uncomfortable with what I'm doing. How do I change this? And that's not wrong or right, because then your friend may be on the highest of horses and you're like, what the hell? It's so easy to say, oh, just talk about it, but we're always going to struggle with that. It's because we're human. Mm -hmm. We don't want to burden other people. But here's another wonderful saying, a burden shared is a burden halved. Very, that is so true. Very, very true. It's like, if anyone hasn't seen the film, I recommend watching it, Inside Out. I love that film. It's, It's a children's film, supposedly, but it, just reiterates that we all have the same nuts and bolts the things are still there the emotions are still in your head but it's how you you change and you develop them the moral is if we don't have one end of the spectrum we can't have the other end yeah you have to all of the happy sad angry disgusting envy you have to have it all it's just how you learn it how you learn to deliver it and I think that going back to the a problem shared is a problem halved you really don't see that until after the cause like a big example is when I spoke to you Ellie about my mental health and you really don't see how it can help you until you have shared it um, yeah. which is kind of ridiculous to say but like I know I was sat there for ages just thinking oh no I, no I don't want to I don't want to burden over that I don't want her to to worry about me it's my problem it's in my head I can deal with it and then you share it and it literally like takes the problem away, makes it feel like it's not a problem anymore. So if I acted like that voice in your head that's going, it's huge and it's shit is going to hit the fan, mm. then I would have done nothing. Yeah, that's what the beauty in telling your friends is. you And friends and family and people around you is that some people will really be sympathetic and sit down with you and give you the hard truth and kind of say, oh, let's talk about how you feel about it. And that's what you need. And then others will be on the other end of the spectrum and kind of think, well, it doesn't change anything and joke about it and get on with their life. And you as friends, which is what I needed from you, because it's such like a mental health, a mental well-being feels such like a heavy weight 
when it shouldn't be yeah it's like it's it's like anything I mean going back to the very first episode I did here with Chloe when she said that she told Mm -hmm. her dad that she was gay like she was she didn't say it for years and then she's murdered out when she was drunk and then he just went that's fine I'm tired I want to go to bed like think of <laughs> think of how many times she must have thought about that conversation ahead and then when it actually yeah. came to fruition it was probably 0.01% as bad as she thought it was going to be yeah that was the exact same situation for me when I told you and Zoe that I had a girlfriend or I liked a girl yeah and yeah you two joked about it which is exactly what I needed because that's our friendship yeah. and acted as if nothing had changed there's so definitely the anything. There's definitely a recurring theme here. When everyone, when anyone seems to tell me about an issue, I just make a joke. <laughs> it's not. Hang on, you still are very supportive. Yeah, that makes me sound <laughs> horrific. That makes me just sound like low in your life. I'm not like that. Yeah. I just, I just act how I want to catch your problems. <laughs> yeah. Christ. <laughs> Could you imagine if I did that? A law makes me feel better. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> no you're not at all but I think you just you know the correct balance and you know the right space and that's you need to surround yourself with people in your life like that do you know I don't think I do I don't I don't know the balance I don't know where the line is I don't know any of this I just kind of it comes across like you do so I just I just say how I feel or what I'm thinking but that okay so that's what people need you've got to treat people how you want to be treated yeah yeah definitely how that's another phrase how many have I said today about six seven yeah, there should be a counter. There how many <laughs> phrases? Yeah. How many Good cheesy phrases does Ellie bring to the table? Over the <laughs> yeah, but I think on the topic of mental health and mental well-being, friends and toxic people in your life is such a huge thing as well. Yeah, and won't beat around the bush. There will be some absolute arseholes that come into your life, that, and you think they're the best thing since sliced bread yeah and then you realize and you wake up smell the roses and you're like oh my god lord what was yeah I thinking? that's what I was going to say sometimes you need those people to to make you realize and take a step back and say oh my god what was I doing yeah and then you get them out of your life and it's a huge relief but definitely fish those people out if there's something that maybe they're sharing on social media that makes you feel uncomfortable doesn't sit right with you unfollow them yeah okay uh going back Mills to the question yeah that we have kind of digressed from if you could have one thing in the next five years you'd like to go I'm so glad that's changed just one what would it be it, in my life or just in mental health in general both I think it, it for me it generally links back to social media just a less toxic place and a more just comfortable place for especially youngsters to come into and less scary and just that's controlling yeah yeah it's kind of more like a big family rather than rivals but I do also think as well social media you do get preachers good and bad well not good and bad but you get preachers of two ends of the spectrum just saying you know everyone's got mental health issues we must support we must you know and they kind of say if you have a bad day you have this and they label the days then you'll sell people going like you're all pussies yeah (laughs) there's two ends (laughs) so mental health currently is defined as this is the actual definition. Um, fact. fact, a person's condition with regard to their psychological and mental well-being. Yeah. What would you like the definition to be in the future? I think that kind of hits the, the umbrella term of mental well-being, the ugly, the pretty. How your brain works is your mental health, full stop. Yeah. If you have a dis- if you have a mental health disorder, that's going into the psychological issues. Yeah, but that's but, the thing when when people say like they misplay the term mental health and mental illness. We've done it today. We've misplaced it. But yeah, and it's such a learning curve for everyone. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's because there's such a huge stigma around around it, and you're so used to saying like, "Oh, I've got mental health problems," and it's no, it's like a mental illness. Personally, in years to come, I would like people to kind of think not that not their first thought be, "There's something wrong with me. I must have OCD, anxiety, depression, schizophrenia, psychosis, emotional yeah. personality." I don't. I would like people to kind of go, kind of go back to what it was a bit. Like I, I like to be, I like the discussion of your mentality to be more spoken about, to be more educated on. Mm-hmm. But I'd also like people to go, you know, I'm just having a bad day. I'm just having, yeah. or, or just going, everyone gets this, but you know, did you get this to your friend? And they said to your friend, do you get this? And they go, yeah, I get that. And they're like, oh, okay. I'm just having one of those, this moment. Oh, it's okay. This is how I dealt with it. Make it a conversation. Like, hi, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. How are you? As we do whenever we meet someone. Yeah, I think that's... Kind of take ownership of it. That's such a good definition as well, is to say, make it a conversation rather than a competition. Oh, I love that. Oh, oh okay. That's I love a good that. Saying. Make it a conversation, not a competition. Yeah, that's that very good. my definition for for what I want mental health to be is make, it, make it a conversation not a competition yeah I like that I, I do think people need to kind of understand and also accept a lot and don't just jump on the bandwagon yeah and I think in time to come people need to take absolute ownership that if you don't look after yourself how can you expect your body and your head to look after you physically if you don't go and exercise it doesn't have to be intense it just has to mm. be exercise you know when back in the 1920s whatever people were walking 15,000 steps a day without even thinking about it yeah as long as everything else so if you don't exercise if you don't eat healthy if you don't take time for yourself you know read a book listen to a podcast go in nature like it sounds a bit hippified <laughs> but if you don't then how can you expect yourself to be absolutely you know how you'd wish to be but that's because that's taking time for your your brain yeah, and that's no weakness as well. This is something that drives me batty, is that if you'd say, I'm just going to go for a run or something to clear my head, people are like, oh, okay, what's wrong with that? It's like, that's a, but then I think that's a jealousy thing. Like, they're kind of like, oh, I kind of wish I was doing that secretly. Yeah, like, oh, you're taking ownership and you're doing something about it. Yeah, that's how I, I think I would see it. Yeah. So we have spoken a lot and I think we can go on and on and on about the mental well-being quite a while. So it's going to start to wind it down now. So Mills, I've got one last question for you. If you were to give advice to anyone listening to this, what would it be? I think get it out of your mind, whether that's talking with someone, talking to yourself in the mirror, writing, drawing, running, texting it, like writing an email to yourself. So many different outputs to just get it out there and see it for in a different perspective than just in your mind that's very good I really like that very well said my advice with them are you looking after yourself take that moment take that question if you know the right thing to do take some of your own advice look after yourself and then the rest will fall into place and don't think you're broken you're wrong because even if you are wrong or are broken at that point guess what you're learning no one's perfect Mm -hmm. you may always be broken and wrong but that's brilliant and everyone will feel like that at some point and go through that at some point yeah makes you human I wish I could have um heard this from myself when I was younger (laughs) yeah that's kind of why I want to do these sort of things because like I said I think some people jump on the bandwagon um I think some people really seriously have it and they need just someone to be there who's not in their life an external force to kind of hear it from yeah definitely just bring a bit of clarity to it hopefully has clarified something and not confused you more okay so Mills 
Thank you so much for being my guest on this. Thank you for letting me. It's been lovely. I mean, we speak to you all the time, but it's been so nice just to talk. Um, Yeah, just thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you coming on here. I know it's like, it's quite a big thing as well. You know, loads of people talk about mental health, but it's quite different talking about it in just conversation like this openly. So I do really, really appreciate it. You're more than welcome. And to my listeners, I hope you have all really, really enjoyed it. Let me know what you think and message me on Instagram at K underscore Hun podcast. Uh, Let me know what you think about this topic or my other episodes. Anything you'd like me to talk about in the future. Drop me a message. I'll try and get through them as best as I can. So that's it. That's it. Another episode. K Hun done. I hope you've all had a wonderful time listening to this. And I wish you all the very best in whatever is to come and i hope you will tune in for my next episode which will be coming very shortly so thank you very much it's goodbye from me goodbye from millie goodbye have a very wonderful day evening night whatever you're doing goodbye everybody let's spill the tea